We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. This is the truth, though. Amen. Psalms 1 and 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit when? This is what we're going to talk about this season. Bringing forth his fruit when? In whose season? Listen, y'all, this is very specific. Bring forth. He's going to be like a tree, this man, planted by the rivers of water. And he's going to bring forth his fruit when? In his season. His leaf also shall not wither because the leaf is actually what signifies the fruit coming. When the leaf is there, it signifies that the tree is in a fruit bearing state. That's what the leaf represents. Usually when you see the leaf, you see the fruit. That's what it represents. And whatsoever he doeth shall what? Uh, Once you start bearing fruit and becoming a fruit bearing tree, whatever you do is going to prosper. So we have to wait till our season though. We have to bring forth fruit in our season. Amen. Not because someone else is bringing it forth. Not because someone else is doing it. Not because somebody laid hands on you and prophesied that you need to do it. You bring forth fruit in your season. When it's out of season, we talked about that last week, it don't taste the same. You want it in season and you want it when you're in leaf. You want it when you are ready. This is very important. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Amen. In order to grow a tree, you must first have what? Patience. Boy, this generation right here just don't have it. Everyone wants everything real quick. Like right now. Like right now. I was talking to someone who's trying to build a website the other day, and they were getting information for the website, whatever, and I was telling them, I was like, this generation don't want to read no website. No, they want social media and they want like two lines. You better sum it up real quick. They want the summary. That's all they want. They don't have the patience to read books. They don't have the patience. To, they just want to know it real quick. Man, Twitter, 160 characters. That's all they need. They want to tweet. They don't want to. No, no. And so because of this, it's hindered a lot of their growth because they want to grow too fast. Amen. Especially ministers and stuff. Y'all, oh, social media just sucks when it comes to that. Everybody's preaching. Everybody's a minister. Everybody's a bishop and a pastor online. Don't even know anybody. You just preaching. And God said this and that unseasoned, don't know nothing. Trying to bring forth fruit and it's not even your season. That's very dangerous. That's very dangerous because when you bring forth fruit and plant seeds, if something is wrong with your fruit and seeds, then what you bring forth, something's going to be wrong with it. That's why you have to bring forth fruit in your season. No matter how good the ground is or how plentiful the elements are, a tree needs time to what? Develop. Trees take forever to grow. Don't they? You planted a tree when you were a little kid. And you got married before you saw fruit on it. It don't happen overnight. You can grow a plant or a vine, but a tree, it's going to take 
time. James 1 and 4 says, but let patience have her perfect work that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Until you get to the state of wanting nothing, all you have to really give is discontentment. Yeah, all you're going to do is stir up discontentment in people. That's how people start these ministries and everything is about success and money and doing this and everybody passing the business cards out at the beginning of the service and the preachers always telling them, oh yeah, you're going to be a millionaire. They bring the prophet in and he's speaking, oh, I see a credit card and the credit card number is 467 And then that's mine. Come on down. Why are you doing that? Oh, wait, wait a minute. I see a lady. Her name is Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl, is there a Cheryl in here? There's 10,000 people in there. 20 of them. Just the law of probability. 20 of them jump up. I'm sure no, not you, Cheryl. That's Cheryl right there. Come on, girl. Come on down. Uh, God said you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to be a millionaire. So he wants you to tithe on it right now. Get your checkbook out. I see check number 7757. <laughs> Some foolishness. Why would God tell somebody that? That don't even make any sense. That messes up that person. Because now they're chasing it and striving. Then it messes up everybody else. I'm I'm going to the name change place and change my name to Cheryl. Hey, uh, 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 Willie Sue, how you doing? Oh, I changed my name. My name is Cheryl. You change your name so you can get the prophecy? Why would I do? Why would I get up and tell you that? And you working a job nine to five. Now you going home and trying to scheme and figure it out. Okay, now. The car wash is only paying me like $6 an hour. Man, the Lord must go, I mean, I don't know how he going to do it. It's going to be a miracle when it get done. But that person that's doing that foolery, that's non-biblical, ain't nobody in the Bible done that. That person doing that dumb stuff, that's what's in them. They want to be that. They want that million. They want that. So, The only fruit they can bear in that state is what they are. They're immature in the word. They're going to give birth to immature people. And they're going to do immature things. That's why they don't need no microphone. You don't need a mic till you mature. You don't know not to say that, then you need to be somewhere being quiet. I know not to get up and do that because I'm mature. I know that that makes no sense and that's not in scripture. So foolish. You quit going. Quit going to that foolishness. Calling out numbers. Why would you be in there? That's a carnival. You ain't doing it in here. Hey man, that's some foolishness. Hey man, just won't you just work a job and be content? See, if I prophesy contentment, folks leave. Oh, I don't want to be there. Lord said that if you be content and sit your tail down, he could use you to do something. You don't want chasing dollars and cars and money. Get somewhere and sit down. They don't want that prophecy. Oh, he's the, that's the devil. That's Beelzebub. No, no, I'm going where everybody's a millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? Service. But that's immaturity. That's people that have not grown. They should not be trying to bear fruit. 
of themselves if they haven't checked themselves. You need to mature before you start preaching. Soon as they get married, oh, the Lord has given me the marriage ministry. How long have you been married? Oh, 20 minutes. Listen, when we wait and see if you're going to stay together first. Almost everybody I know that started a marriage ministry in their 20s, they got divorced. Trees take a long time to do what? Boy, somebody don't like this message. This is the, yeah, get somewhere and sit down message. That's what it is. I see your post. I see what you're posting. And I see, get somewhere and sit down. Trees take a long time to mature. The processes that trees endure are lengthy because a tree must be the proper statue, stature before it can bear fruit. Why would a true tree grow up, bear fruit, and fall over? Because it can't hold the fruit that it's bearing. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. To everything there is a what? Everything and a time to what? Every purpose, there is a time. Every purpose, there's a time to every purpose. Every purpose, there is a time. A time. You must wait your If you just got married, you need to be trying to be married. Amen. Get somewhere and be married. Sow seeds in your marriage. Because whatever you plan in that marriage is what you're going to grow in that marriage. Hey, you're not ready to, to comment on every post on the internet. And every post, you know, folks that don't need to be commenting, they're the ones with the long post. Why are your posts four paragraphs long? It shouldn't be that long, man. It's the internet. Why are you re-preaching what was already said? That means you're not ready. Yes, it does. You're not ready. You're not confident enough. Or your wife ain't listening to you at home. Boom, 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 boom. I just hit. I know I struck a nerve. That's what they get on the net. Preaching. Every comment is eight paragraphs. I'm like, dude, go home and, 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 and get your wife in check. That's what it is. The internet is your ministry because at home, you're, you're zero. On the internet, you're the apostle bishop of all bishops. At home ain't nobody. Your kids ain't listening. Dog rolling his eye. It's John. Nobody want to hear nothing. Nobody want to hear nothing. Fish swimming and see you. Like dog the fish. Just trash in the home, but online, oh, God woke me up in the middle of the night and told me, that ain't what woke you up, that cold bed woke you up. Your wife ain't sleeping with you. Brother, if you had something to do in the bed, you'd still be in it. Why you up tweeting at 3 a.m.? We know you ain't getting none. We know, we know, we already know, we know. Trying to bear fruit, man. Will you get in there? It's the same with women, too. Yeah, yeah, that's just straight. You, you, on the, oh, you got an online following, everybody like with it. Man, come on now. God ain't telling nothing you ain't telling his husband first. He ain't telling your husband first. You don't know nothing your husband don't know. If you do, you're out of order. 
I just spoke. I just preached. You're out of order. You don't know. God ain't speaking directly to you something that your husband don't know so you can teach your husband. The Bible said, let the husband teach the wife. What, what book are you using? I'm seeking the Lord for this. Seeking the Lord. Won't you go ask your husband? Why are you seeking the Lord? Just ask him. Nobody want to hear that. Because branches and fruit weighs trees down, the base must be solid in order to support the fruit yielded. So because branches and fruit weigh a tree down, you got to be able to hold it. You got to be able to maintain it. The Bible says if it, your fruit has to remain. Can't remain if you can't hold it. Being rightly aligned with God will cause us to sprout branches that can support the weight of the fruit we bear. Proverbs 12 and 12. The wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous does what? Yieldeth fruit. Yeah, the wicked desires the success of evil men. The wicked watch the world and want what the world has. Root of the righteous is what yieldeth fruit. Not what you have, but who you are. Taking our time and maturing before we attempt to do certain things is imperative to our spiritual growth. Taking our time and maturing. Take your, look at somebody say, take your time. Take your time and mature. There are some things God is still trying to work out of you. That's why I hate you know, and I thank God for my holiness background and how God blessed me to, to, to be under some of the strict rules that they had. I needed them. I needed those strict rules because they gave me, you know, some of them, some of them gave me parameters and different things. And so, I, you know, it, some of them tempered me and taught me and different things. So, I, you know, thank God for some of that. But some of it is cray cray. Yeah, because they expect people to be mature spiritually when they're not. As soon as you 18, you over the missions. And they putting everybody over positions because they want to keep people at the church. But the pastor's up preaching veggie tales every Sunday. Man, how many ways can we hear about the cucumber and the tomato? Man, every week there's a new mix on it. Amen. The three Hebrew boys. I mean, how many times? I, what? You don't have no other sermons. Oh, we gonna deal with these three again, man. It's been ten years. They weren't even in. They weren't even in captivity that long. <laughs> this week we gonna talk about the temperature of the fire. What does that have to do with anything? Look at your neighbor and say, if it's too hot, you better just step back. <laughs> Come on, man. Can we talk about some of this stuff we're dealing with? I think some of them like to hear themselves preach. The way they saying it. Don't be saying nothing. It's just like that. And people just. Ah, ay. Then soon as a demon manifests. Everybody out of there. I'm going to go get the kids. I'm going to get the kids. I'm going to get the. Ain't no spiritual maturity. <laughs> Fight to get the kids. <laughs> no spiritual maturity. Nobody know nothing. 
Nothing. Hebrew Israelite come and scramble your brain. You know that the, 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 the characters in the Bible are black. Yeah, Jesus was black man. You don't know what to say. Bible says you're supposed to be able to give an answer, but if you're not maturing into anything, you can't handle it. You can't handle it because you ain't learning nothing where you are. You know the real test that you're not learning anything where you are? The real test is when one of those guys come to you to confront you and you tell them, say, man, no, man, I, you know, man, I ain't no, that Hebrew, that's a lot of, and then they leave and then you sitting there thinking like, hmm, I wonder what, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the test. You immature. So go pull your page off Facebook where you preached and get under some preaching. Amen. Amen. Man, I wish. See, the Lord don't let me debate. You can't convert me. You can't even make me second guess. But I'm just, I'm looking at you and I'm like, dude, what happened to you? Who hurt you? What Christian hurt you to where you hate Christianity now? I mean, that's the first thing I'm thinking. I'm like, dude, man, I can help you with that. But brother, you can't change what I'm thinking because what I believe is truth. I have biblical proof. If I didn't have the Bible, brother, you couldn't convert me because I believe in him. I believe like the ones before the Bible. Amen. Somebody needs to just get somewhere and sit down. You're not ready for that. Stay under the word. We're all on different levels in here. We all are. And we all growing. So get your finger off other people and worry about your own growth. Amen. Bible gives us orderly instructions by exhorting us to seek the kingdom first so that these things, look at somebody say these things. Seek ye first, Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall what? Man, you will get there, but right now you need to do what? Seek ye first. And his righteousness is your right alignment, where you're supposed to be. If you're a wife, you need to be seeking how to be a good one. Amen. 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 If you're a husband, you need to be seeking how to be a good one and a provider for your wife. If you got children, you need to be seeking how to take care of your children and keep them from the obstacles that messed you up, all the issues that you went through. You should be seeking God for that. Why are you trying to help everybody's kids and you have some? I'm going to bear fruit. You bore fruit and your fruit is sick. Won't you go see about the fruit you have? God has prepared certain stages of development for us to endure. So that we may bear fruit. We should never try to acquire fruit before we are what? Ready. Listen, y'all. You can't jump the stage. You can't jump the tracks. God has you on a track. And he has you on a plan. And he's going somewhere with you. But you got to stay with him. You can't skip. That's why you can't look at other people. Watching other people makes you want to skip. I want what they have. But God has his own process for you because there are things in you that are in them and there's things in them that aren't in you. So your process, look at somebody say your process is different. That's your process. 
that's what you have to do to be who God wants you to be. You can't transfer someone else's. That's why you can't be envious of other people. Yeah. First Peter. One and seven. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, Though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Man, the trying of your faith is more precious than gold. Your process to God is more precious than any material thing you seeking after right now. Because your process makes you who God wants you to be. And everything you'll have is contingent upon who he makes you. That's why he said, seek ye first. Then things will be added. Why after you seek him? Because when you seek him, he knows what to add. Nothing will be added that will weigh you down. His blessings don't come with sorrow. First Peter 1 and 7. Oh, I read that. Okay, let's move on. Amen. Planning comes first, then comes growth, and lastly, fruit comes in due season. Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall what? Reap. So don't be watching somebody else. Man, I wish I had that. Man, I wish I... Don't grow weary like that. Stay your course. Go through your process because when it's time, due season you will reap good thing about waiting until it's due season before you reap no one can take it from you you ought to be tired of getting stuff repossessed and turned off they coming and getting everything just taking it but if god gives it to you ain't nobody gonna take it if it comes in due season when you're ready for it only a well-established tree can what produce fruit this is a tree that has gone through its growth phases and is full of sustenance it's got to be full of sustenance because the fruit that it's bearing it's pushing sustenance that it can't contain out the sustenance the tree can't contain it pushes it out and it becomes leaves and then fruit that's how it grows if it's not full of it it has nothing to push Colossians 2, 6. And ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk ye in him. Rooted and what? (laughs) Rooted and built up in him. And what? Established in the faith. As ye have been taught abounding therein and things. Rooted, built up, and established. That is how you bear fruit. God has put so much in you, you can't contain it. And it has to get out. You don't make fruit. You're not Walmart. You don't manufacture fruit. Fruit is a consequence of being full. God also prunes fruit bearing trees so that we can grow upward and not laterally tree that keeps growing laterally it's going to lose branches because if they keep growing out this way they'll fall over so the, the husbandman comes in and prunes the, 
the, the, the, the branch that's growing straight out, he cuts it. And he cuts it a certain way so that branch will turn and start growing up because you don't want the branch to go too far from the root. You want it to grow upward where the root ends so that it can keep getting altitude. Does that make sense? He prunes fruit bearing trees so that we can grow upwardly and not laterally. When a tree is pruned, it shapes the tree so that the branches will continue to be aligned with its center. That's the hardest part. Right where you start bearing fruit, God comes in and cuts it. Something has to change. You've been doing good, but something has to change because he needs you to do better. John 15 and 2, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. But every branch that beareth fruit, he does what? He takes it away. He purges it. He cuts it that it may bring forth what? More. Everybody in here been cut and going to get cut again. It's going to happen. I, I, one of the best examples, you know, when we were growing up with our family or whatever, man, you know, I had Vicky and, and Landon and Jonathan, and we was all such just a tightly knit family. We just all growing up and just, you know, all we do is laugh. We just laugh all day, joke and laugh and just play all of that, whatever. And that's, you know, that was our family. Then Cameron came. And my first thought is, this dude is finna mess up the family. I mean, I'm a man, okay? Men know what I'm talking about. So this dude's finna take my daughter and mess the family up. And I was like, man, then he's out of town, so she's gonna be gone. Things about to change. I'm like, what is this? So all this hurt and pain just started coming up. I was just, oh, just my daughter, that's my girl, my only daughter. All of this stuff. And the Lord had to speak to me and said, I'm cutting you. Because when Vicky and Cameron takes what you've taught and what his father taught him and takes it somewhere else, it's more fruit. It's more fruit. And it's cheaper. <laughs> but that's God. That's God. It's more fruit. He's just going to do it. And you got to let him. You got to let it. When we were moving in this church, man, these elders know I was holding on to the old building, kicking and screaming. Our first Sunday after our service, it was great in here. But I went in the back. I said, y'all want to go back? Where's the old building? Arrow. Arrow got cut. But I can go back further than that to the house. Lord, I don't want to leave the house. When we started in the house. Oh, but this is going to be the best one. And then I'll continue. When folks leave the ministry that are close to you, I've had people just, I mean, people have been in my life 10 years, 20 years. People have been in my life forever. And then one day they just bounce. That's cutting. I'm like, Lord, no. I love them. That's my, man, God, this don't make any sense. But their replacements are always better. Always. The replacement is through the roof. Better. Oh, I'm preaching. I don't care. God replaces them with somebody way better. With loyalty and love that can grow. And bear more fruit. So I've learned now, man, I can't, I can't hold on to stuff no more. I got to let it go. 
I just told the elder, I was telling him, brother, I, now I've learned to let it go because the replacement's going to always be better. It's going to hurt, but it's going to be better. You know, that's, and that's the first thing we have to learn. That's the first sign of maturity when we think we matter like that. When you think you matter like that, you're immature. You think you're going to leave and change things. I've had brothers say that. If I leave, man, what you going to do? It's going to be messed up. Is there... And then walking out the door, they bump into the dude. Bam! That's replacing them. And he's better. So anybody come to me, I'm like, man, I hate to leave, lose you. I love you, but I then. Because something behind them is what we need to bear more fruit. Trees are pruned to encourage optimal growth. When the diseased and dead limbs are cut away, the tree is able to do what? When the diseased limbs are cut away, diseased and dead, the tree is able to bear more fruit. And it's hard. That's the hardest lesson I've ever had to learn is letting people go. Because I be loving folks. I love them. Anybody that's close to me know, man, I care about these folks. So when they, when, they, when they go crazy, it's just hard. But I have to mature to that. That's my maturity into a tree so I can know, man, I need to let them go because it's time to bear more fruit. This is a continual process and must be done when needed. So it never stops. You never stop getting cut. God is always cutting and pruning because he's always making you better. So you can bear fruit, optimal growth, so you can be better. Amen? That's what God wants you to be better. 2 Timothy 2 and 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified in meat, for the master's youth and prepared unto what? If a man is pruned, if a man is cut, if a man is purged, he's going to be a vessel of honor prepared for a great man. If you can sit in here and endure the cutting, if you can endure it, you can endure the pain. If you can endure it, you're going to be a vessel prepared for everything. No matter what comes your way, you're prepared for it. Summary. Jesus walked up to a tree. Jesus walked up to a tree, wanted something to eat, didn't have any fruit on it. Jesus was mad. The Gospel of Mark's account of this story states that it was not the correct season. So Mark even said it wasn't even the season, correct season for the figs of that tree. Jesus didn't care. Bob said Jesus saw that it was in leaf. He saw leaves on it. He's like, if there's leaves on it, there should be some fruit. It ought to be on it or around it or something. Barren leaves is an indicator that it has fruit or the time for fruit was near. He was disappointed when he did not find figs. He's hungry, so he wanted figs. This parable illustrates that we should be content with the process of God preparing us and we should not appear to have fruit before his timing. Everyone has to endure God's progression of making us fruit bearing trees. We must not go before the Lord and get ahead of his plan for us. We must trust the one that created us. Why would you do it just because you want to do that? 
Trust the one that knows the future. He's the only one that knows the future. When we trust in him and endure his course for us, we will bear fruit, more fruit, and much fruit in due season. James 5 and 7, be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience. Oh, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad he has long patience? So he patiently waited for it until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye just like him. What? Patient. Patient. In here, patient with each other. Know that everyone has their own process. Be patient with each other. Be patient. They'll get there. You ain't always been there. Be ye patient just like God. Establish your hearts. For the coming of the Lord, what? Draweth now. Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.